Folks, we are up in the joint. This is audio only. 3.03 a.m. Morning wine cellar. Uh, Evening wine cellar jumbled with morning wine cellar. Recorded evening wine cellar last night. And was incredibly sleepy throughout the recording. (laughs) But also, I guess I had to go to work early as it was Monday morning. And then came back and did the stuff and the things and the chores and got to the computer and it was late for me but now it is less late so trigger warnings and all that love yes i know phoenix has some funk uh yeah all right okay oh well i got thrown off a little bit because there is an asian person who made a video that's been going around twitter about um like anti-blackness, like medical racism, but specifically a type of anti-blackness about kidney function tests where basically they judge black people on like a different um, set of standards than everybody else. And so like if you end up being black and having kidney disease, you're less likely to qualify for an organ donation because you know how like for testing, there's always like a range of, you know, whatever uh, of numbers, right? So like if average is like three to four, um, they decided arbitrarily black people are five and five is unhealthy. So if you're black and need a kidney, you're less likely to get one. And then somebody quote tweeted it and was like, wow, wild, because I know this person. They threatened to call the cops on me, a black person. So here I thought like one of the Asian homies was trying to like be down and talk about systemic racism. And now the black people who know this person are like, yeah, they're anti-black as fuck. Good to see they're making a profit off it now. So that's, I gotta read more about that. That just, like, threw me off. That was just suddenly in my mentions as I was um, looking for something. So anyways. Jesus Christ. And yeah. then, so once they're they're done and they, they pretend to be reformed so they can profit or whatever the fuck again, they're gonna show up. It's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood. Just call us NWA, Neighbors with Appetizers. Yes, I like maybe. I like that clip too far. I don't even remember what episode that shit is from. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, I think um, I think Marge went to jail or some shit again. Oh, was it the shoplifting one? Maybe I know there was a shoplifting one like a clip ago, like back when we were like preteens or teenagers. Which you know what, preteens is such a short amount of time. You and I were not preteens at the same time no, for much time. <laughs> Right, yeah, by the time I'm a preteen, you're 12. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm 11 and you're out. You're you're yeah. official. Official. A teenager. Okay. Whoa, you you can have an allowance. I never had an allowance. Jesus. Yeah, your life was way worse than mine. <laughs> even at, even in that poverty, I had 15 bucks. I mean, there were <laughs> mandatory chores, but no, there was no allowance. Oh, yeah, in the foster care house it was competitive. Like, everybody got 25 bucks a week for their chores. Uh But the other teenagers, like, because it became, like, an option. Yeah. Then I would actually, I'd get at them and I'd be like, so you're not, so you're like, fuck the bathroom today, right? All right, let's just get that on the record and I'll handle it. (laughs) And then I would actually get their 25 because they didn't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, there were weeks where, like, at the end of the week I had 75 and then I was, you know, selling cassette tapes of me rapping out of my backpack for five bucks and um and then i would do shit like in woodshop class a kid makes a dope table cool he gets his grade all right hey homie that's a dope ass table i'll buy that shit off you for five bucks turn around go to the because they forced me to go to church go to church 
Look at what I made on Woodshop class. I'm trying to sell it so that I can, you know, kind of learn some responsibility. I'm selling it for 20 bucks. Oh, you're a nice young man. I'll buy it for 30. <laughs> and just, you know, flip so I can, you know, have my little pumas on my feet, my yes. little my yes. little Lee dungarees and all that old Lee shit. Lee dungarees. Yeah, <laughs> so I can fucking have my little clothes on, be a little fresh. Yeah. Yeah, always on the move as a teenager, always moving. All right, Miss Ma'am, that yes. was some court of, what the fuck? We are the most tangential show ever, I think. Yes. Um, I have so many, I have like, I have 37 tabs open, so. What in the blue fuck? <laughs> and I think I know your telephone code. I should just pop in there and just, <laughs> just destroy them. Just closing down my tabs. Or something, you know what my shit's been doing? Um, Crashing. Oh, yeah. Has that happened? Your shit yeah. crashes and all tabs gone? Oh, um, no, they're not all gone. They'll come back. Oh, no, mine don't. Oh. Yeah, all tabs gone. It's the Chrome on the iPhone 6S Plus. And keeping in mind, like... Planned obsolescence? Yeah, planned obsolescence. And I, um... I don't think I've ever, like, had this thing fall underwater or anything like that. I actually still have the charger that it came with. And the fucking raggedy piece of shit cord still works. <laughs> so it's like, on some level, I did everything right, but capitalism was like, nah, we were lying about that part. You do everything right, we're still gonna uh, screw you over, as they say. Yes. All right, you're trying to find your favorite tab. Um, I mean, I have a few. I have a few. What's what's the hot shit on Twitter? Um, I think the hot shit on Twitter is um. It was mostly talking about Trump, where he was tweeting about um, the COVID and calling it the invisible Chinese virus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about that. Um, of course, everyone's talking about Michael Brooks because he recently died. Uh, yeah, last night, I think. Yeah, see, and it's like we could join in on that chorus, but I think if you didn't know him, it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you just be like, oh, yeah. That nigga rocked some dope episodes, right? I actually, what, like, you see me, like, maybe every six or so weeks, I go back and play the shit that he did with, uh, with the, the nigga that does, like, five-hour shows and shit. Who? Oh, David Feldman. Oh. Yeah, sometimes I go and play the shit he did with David Feldman, which is mostly David Feldman saying, you saying shit to make David Feldman's centrist character that mm -hmm. he's playing react to. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's dope. I like hearing David Feldman do that shit, and he happened to do that shit with Michael Brooks. And also, um, I think, uh, what, Michael Brooks was working on a program with Anna Kasparian. I tuned into that a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I played his shit, but I didn't, I didn't know the nigga. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Kanye's been trending all day. What the fuck for? For rapping? Or making a beat? You know goddamn well it was not for rapping. Why you even ask bullshit like that? <sighs> you know why. Um, oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Because he's still trying to run for president, but he can't get on the ballot in South Carolina because he didn't file his paperwork properly. And then he was tweeting some shit about, like, Kim wants to get him committed because he's in one of his whatever phases and refuses to take medication and get treatment. Um, and then he was on the stage at one of his campaign rallies, because he's really fucking pretending he's running, and had some weird fucking, like, meltdown about how, like, we need to ban Plan B and ban abortion because his father wanted to abort him. 
would have saved us all a lot of fucking headache had you followed through on that shit. Um, and then, like, started slandering Harriet Tubman. It was fucking weird. He was saying shit like Harriet Tubman didn't actually free slaves. She just sent them to go work for other white people. This shit on video? Yeah. You know what? On some level, I'm expecting a lot of different results from a lot of different dates if I dare attempt to type in the words Kanye West meltdown. Yeah, there will be a lot of Oh, God. Here it goes. Um, But if you want the one, you just do Kanye Harriet Tubman. That's the most recent one. Um, So, yeah. So, he has actually, like, a couple um, things trending. Because they have, like, Kanye. And then they were making fun of him saying, Kanye. And just, you know, just generally making fun of him. And and, And this is, like, a... It's a fucking here comes Kanye West again issue, but also an ableism issue. I mean, it is, I guess, but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, cause it is an ableism issue because he's, I mean, he's come out, he said he's bipolar. He said that, um, you know, um, he, you know, was on medication but he didn't like the way it made him feel so he just refuses to take it he's been very vocal about like refusing to get treatment and so like I probably should feel bad because of the ableism but at the same time I'm just kind of like I mean fuck you nigga like really because there's people who really do want um to be on their medication they really do want to be able to go to therapy they really do want to get treatment and they you know can't afford it because they can't afford their deductibles or they can't afford their prescriptions or they don't have access to um you know mental health professionals and it's like you're a fucking celebrity and you're a fucking billionaire and you could go to treatment if you fucking felt like it and you're just out here acting like a fucking asshole and also making people who have mental mental illness look bad because like if you, I mean, you probably know somebody, listeners, y'all probably know somebody who's um, <clears throat> bipolar, even if, like, they haven't come out and said it. You probably know somebody who, you know, has that diagnosis. But if you don't know that and you're like, what is bipolar? And, like, your only fucking example is Kanye West. Like, way to make everybody else look like a fucking piece of shit who's got that same diagnosis, you fucking self-absorbed asshole. Like, I just, yeah. I'm just very frustrated that he has access to resources and is choosing not to use them that's just very very frustrating to me personally well he he started that clothing company with those fine garments oh god that raggedy fucking all right or a private fire department they invested in to be a part of that yeah so uh he is doing much better things with his money and he's saying and then he went on this like tweet storm and he's saying shit like um if i get locked up like mandela you'll know why kim tried to bring a doctor to lock me up on god um, come and get me. This is the Exodus. He just randomly tweeted out Drake, like just Drake's name. I don't know what that's about. Um, I put my I put my life on God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy. What? I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. He is clearly going through a thing, and you know, uh, I put my life on the line for my children that North's mother would never sell her sex tape. I don't know. The sex tape is already out. Like, I don't know. He said North's mother would never sell her. Maybe. Oh, is he saying that, like, uh, our, really? This is where my podcast is. I'm trying to decipher Kanye West rants. I mean, God damn it. Um, But maybe he's saying that if his daughter, as an adult, did a sex tape, that Kardashian wouldn't sell that tape. Yeah, they would. They sold Kim's oh. tape. 
No, I'm just trying to decipher oh, what he's. Uh... I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Um, <clears throat> but then, it, like at the end of his little tweet storm that made no fucking sense, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna focus on the music now." No, no, you're the fuck. You're not. Nobody does. And I gotta wonder if part of it's your fault. On some level, Kanye is the love and hip hopification of hip hop. Yeah, I don't fucking know. So, yeah, Kanye is like going through a thing yet again, and it's just you know. I don't know. It's fucking wild, the stuff he was tweeting. Um, but, yeah, so. Okay, let's see this audio. West children will never do Playboy. Stop, don't, don't. See, now he's got us saying children and Playboy in the same sentence. Except Out. I Shut don't the, understand. Take the cameras off the nigga. Except I don't understand because his whole thing about Kim was like he was bragging about her doing Playboy because that was like proof of how fine she was. So it's just weird that it's like, I want you to see how hot my wife is in Playboy, but it's also like not good enough for my kids. Like, Oh yeah, no, patriarchy is fucked up. Yeah, yeah no, pa- weird. patriarchy has been gaslighting boys into confused, angry men for... I don't. I don't know when it started. Somebody figure that one out. And he's like got screenshots up of him tweeting Chris, who's Kim's mom, saying, "Are you ready to talk now?" And saying like tweeting like Chris and Kim, call me now. I don't know what the fuck this nigga be doing. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's Jay Z's fault. Okay, that's audio of him in an event. People are yeah. very loud and um, boisterous to uh, to get a chance to uh, kick it with uh, this man. Okay. And the most racist thing that's ever been said out loud is the idea that if Kanye West runs for president, I'm going to split the black votes. All right, the most racist thing. Also, and is, is it's he, racist, but I don't know if it's the most racist. Yeah, I don't think it's the most racist thing that's ever been said. Um, also, is he wearing a bulletproof vest? It. Well, Harry. It looks like he he has on a thing that says security. It looks vesty. Maybe he is. I don't know. Like, and here comes the blue collar worker in me. I don't know if his body can hold up a real blue bulletproof vest. <laughs> like, I don't know if his shoulders are meant to hold up weight like that. He's a piano player. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, and he wants Jay-Z to be his running mate. As I just said, <laughs> this is Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's fault. <laughs> like, he would have peaked at selling a beat to Jermaine Dupri for $5,000. Ugh. If Jay-Z wouldn't have just... Like, you could have just had Just Blaze and, like, DJ Quick and Rick Rock produce on the first Blueprint album and take them over to the second Blueprint album. Just Blaze was doing fine. He made Cameron's album hot. Mm-hmm. We don't get any of this shit from Just Blaze. And I remember that time in hip-hop when those were the names, like, as far as, like... The movement forward in northern hip hop production. Lil John had the South at the time, and uh, Manny Fresh had the South. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know what Beats by the Pound were doing at the time. I know Tracksters were still active as far as being big beat makers. Um, or is it Organized Noise? I forget the niggas that Outcast gets beats from. Mm. 
you know, but like as far as like the North, that New York shit and surrounding shit, the hot shit niggas, Kanye West and Just Blaze were the names, and Jay Z and Rockefeller Records were blowing those names up, and it could have been Just Blaze and just Just Blaze. Okay, so she just had the slaves go work for other white people. He's almost doing an anti-capitalist critique. Almost. Almost. But he's really just a conyatism. I don't know. What? I can't make up a word for this nigga. He is so whack, he's not worthy of a new word. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but he, but the thing is, you're saying that about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman didn't sign the um. Uh, the, I almost said Declaration of Independence. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! No, no, she did not sign that. Yeah, the Emancipation Proclamizer. She didn't sign that. Mm-hmm. Like Harriet may have got what a couple hundred niggas. Mm, probably not even that many, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. That moved a whole bunch of niggas to just work for other white people. Yeah. But probably under relatively different working conditions. Somewhat. Exponentially yeah. different. Somewhat. <clears throat> yeah, like I know that um but then also see and that's the thing, man, black black folks, like if if you are tuned into this Get out of those black bubbles. There's other shit going on than mm-hmm. just um, what only black people are talking about, especially considering that black people are not a monolith, a mm-hmm. sentence we shouldn't have to say, and then shouldn't have to point out that someone is trying to make us a monolith when convenient that tries to say we're not. Right. Because you got to, re- like, look at stats, look at numbers. Other people that aren't us also have shit working conditions. Yeah. And then white people are bootlickers as far as, like, the police and shit go, so they won't talk about it, but they be getting fucked up by the pigs. Oh, yeah. Fucked up. And there's video, Mm -hmm. but white people don't share them and say, and I think part of it is they don't know what to say. Because how do you say... Hey, look at what the police did to this white man. Right. When you really should just say, look at what the police did to this person. Or say worker. You gotta get the Marxists to come peek pock up. Right. 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 You say worker, Antifa's coming up. What? Who do we bring on the super soldiers? You don't know how many we've been working on, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do think that is an issue though with white people because they you know, are so entrenched in this, like, oh, no, you can trust the police, and they're the good guys, and this and that. So then, like, when police do fuck up, like, I don't, like, they're not ready to, like, they don't have a response, because it was a, a trusted person in a position of authority, right? Like, any abusive situation, really, right? Especially when you have, like, you know, like a fucking church elder, or, like, a coach, or a teacher, you know, somebody in a in a trusted position of authority doing something they're not supposed to do. Like, nobody knows how, no one ever knows how to respond to that shit. And it's like, well, okay. See, and and maybe you should, like, white niggas, listen to us. Because we've had a shitty position with people of whom were in authority, whether trusted or not. (laughs) Yes. For five centuries. Yes. Watch us. This is how it's done. Watch. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to show you how it's done. Here it goes. Uh Uh-huh. What the fuck? See the cops? Hey, the police are fucking him up. Everybody, get cameras on him. And then as things move forward, we could be like, hey, 
these two cops alone are fucking this cat up. They both have their backs turned to all of us. Let me see your baseball bat. Yeah. Because really, it's, uh, like, I'd, I'd be waiting for that moment because some of the cops don't always be that deep. Mm. It tends to be one car and then yeah. they call for backup and the swarm comes. But before they call for backup, their backs be turned yeah. to like 13 people mm-hmm. this way. Somebody has a blunt object. Yeah. Kill the cop. Awesome. Like, I saw that it was happening at some of the George Floyd protests was uh, protesters were de-arresting people. Woo! Where, yeah, where, like, the cops were trying to get people in the car and the protesters would just kind of, like, mob up on them and, like, just pull the person back into the crowd and then everybody would, like, run away. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, before before they call for backup yeah, and them. they have their back turned, don't try to come at them face to face. They're quick on that holster. Yeah. That's the one thing they're good at. But, yeah, sneak attack them. Fuck your pride, okay? Yeah, I know. There's a man tuned in that's like, <laughs> nah, I go head up, bruh. I go head up. Or, you know, or, or it's a white dude that's like, no, I want to do a fair face-to-face. Toe-to-toe. Yeah, we got to go. Mono-e-mono. That mono-e-mono, which I had no idea was Spanish this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now that I work in this factory, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're saying hand-to-hand combat. I thought that that was American men mispronouncing the word man and just slapping O after it. But, um, yeah, I know you're tuned in, and you're like, no, I like to do it old-school backyard style. Well, they don't. Right. You see any pigs going old-school backyard style? Which didn't some coon cop offer that one time? Yeah. And then when like a nigga was like, too. was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually would like to uh, give that a go. And he was like, ah, you know, these cops was are, jokes. Cops are like uh, the emperor and gladiator with the, like the final fight scene, which I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the movie, but it was uh, like the hero was, you know, because uh, the emperor was like, he's like, I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to fight like the hero of the movie who's a gladiator, you know. And like that was like like the final fight scene, but it was hilarious because they had like um like lions and tigers and shit in there. And anytime like the emperor would fall over and be by them, and they would jump, he had like you know like his little slaves had the lions on leashes and like pull them back until the emperor could get up. And I was like, that's what it's like trying to fight with cops. Me? <laughs> what the fuck it is? So why fight? Ugh. Bust them in their shit. I mean, think think about it this way. You motherfuckers that's like, nah, I want to go head up. I like to go toe-to-toe. I like an old-fashioned backyard brawling, you know? Uh, fucking, they didn't do that shit for Tamir Rice. Mm-mm. Like, don't, do not extend them the courtesy they won't extend you. Black man, white man, Samoan niggas tuned in. There's probably like three or four of you, you know? <laughs> um, apparently, every once in a while... Other white, well, every once in a while, there are white people that do not think that Jewish white people are white people, Ugh. and y'all are some of the weirdest white. The white, and those that that was a remix of sentence, right? Yes. There are white people that think that Jewish white people are not white people, and those are the weirdest white people. They really fucking are. Where they're just like, what that other person whose background is from Europe and yep. shares features and and culture like mine and engages in capitalism just like me, and I didn't even know that their family practiced Jewish... Uh, Jewish. Judaism. Judaism. 
until they told me, yeah, nah, they're not no, white they're anymore. Not white. They're, they're not Jewish white. now. But then I like that because then you're also saying that it's not a color coded system. Right. It is a classification system. If all of a sudden you're not a color, then what color is Jewish? That's like Irish people to me, how like Irish people weren't white when they got here. And I'm like, who could be more phenotypically white than Irish people? <laughs> like, come on. Man. <laughs> All right. Yes, Wait, ma'am. are we covering actual news? Or yeah, what the fuck kind of, yeah, this turned into a <laughs> Thursday. All right. Uh, so there's a lawsuit <clears throat> against Ed Henry. Do you know that name? I don't think so. He is a former Fox News correspondent. Okay, so a a high-paid talking point sayer. Yes. Uh, There is a bombshell lawsuit that is accusing (coughs) former Fox News chief national correspondent Ed Henry of raping a woman. Yes. And the lawsuit also says that the network star anchor Sean Hannity once offered $100 to staffers to date a second woman who has also accused Henry of sexual assault. The suit says that in addition to Henry, plaintiff Kathy Aru, Aru, A-R-E-U, I don't know how to say that, um, says that Kathy was sexually harassed by multiple other men at Fox News, including uh, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and journalist Howard Kurtz, and the political network analyst Gianno Caldwell. The other plaintiff... Um, who is Kathy's Fox News, Fox News employee, Jennifer Eckhart, claims that Henry raped her in addition to committing other sexual misconduct against her. So that's going on. And you know what? Given all the shit that we've heard about Fox News, and then, of course, if you're tuned into this program, all the shit that you've heard about everything, right? of course, mm-hmm. this is going on. You yeah. know, I mean... Wait, I don't. I don't remember right, yo. My my memory is fuzz on this. Is that part of why Megyn Kelly dipped? Um, I do, I think thought she just left because she was offered a better gig at a more at like a whatever the fuck that Today Show shit or whatever the fuck she had. Yeah. But I do know what. That's how Bill O'Reilly got fired from there, right? Was yep. all the sexual harassment? Uh, and cases. it took so long. Like that falafel shit is old. Yeah. Like like if I say. Oh, look, something happened to Bill O'Reilly. I feel awful about that. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people won't get it or won't remember to get it. Yeah. There's going to be like fucking like five niggas Michael Brooks age that remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suit says that Mr. Henry not only leveraged the imbalance of power for control over his victim, Miss Eckhart, but also would say things like asking her to be his quote-unquote little whore and threaten punishment and retaliation if she did not comply with his sexual demands. This guy's fucking creepy. Creepy? He's yeah. a rapist. Uh, I mean, he, I don't want to downplay what you're yeah. saying, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it says uh, he raped her at a hotel where Fox News frequently lodged visiting employees. And she was handcuffed when she was assaulted. And, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Prior to violently assaulting Miss Eckhart, Mr. Henry took photos of Miss Eckhart on his iPhone while laughing as Miss Eckhart pleaded with Henry to stop and remove the handcuffs and delete the naked pictures he took without her consent. So basically, he not only raped her, he also kept revenge porn as a just-in-case. And, and of course, revenge porn, right? Because right. she did something to him, right? <clears throat> yeah, I, we, we got to come up with another name for that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, revenge porn. 
I think uh, back when I first got a laptop with a camera that was crowdfunded, I uh, first video I did was me arguing that it's not revenge, it's not retaliation, it's a first strike. Yeah. And someone in the comments section was like, that's, you know, I don't like war, but warfare language seems necessary here. It really does. Yeah. Um, so Eckhart is suing Fox News and Henry for violations of federal sex trafficking laws, New York state and city human rights laws, and for gender motivated <clears throat> violence under the New York City Administrative Code. Okay, well, let's, you know, let's follow this and see how this goes. This is fucking terrible. Um, and apparently the guy in question, who's the rapist, just got fired a couple weeks ago from Fox News, so they must have known this was coming. Yeah, and you're also not, you're not going into your microphone. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so we'll see how that uh, plays out. Um, and then apparently one day Hannity, on set and in front of the entire crew, threw $100 on the desk and began calling out individual men in the room and demanding someone take her on a date. Really? And he replied, uh, he was repeatedly yelling, who wants to take her on a date? Take her to Del Frisco's. Um, and the suit claims Miss Ariu was completely mortified and made it clear she was uncomfortable with misogyny's misogynistic behavior um, by quietly pleading with one of her friends to accept the money so the humiliation would end. Okay, so that's fucking gross. And, I, and you gotta think, what, Fox News has been around since what? Like, off the top of my head, I think 1996? I don't even know. Um... <clears throat> Let me take a look for that one. Ma'am, keep going. Yes. Oh. Dead air. Um, of course, Fox News said, we take all claims of harassment, misconduct, and retaliation seriously, promptly investigating them and taking immediate action as needed. In this case, the appropriate action based on our investigation is to defend vigorously against these baseless allegations. Okay, Fox News, nobody fucking believes you. And yes, it looks like the uh, Fox News was founded October 7th, 1996. So this, along, and I mean, again, Fox News didn't start rape culture, but yeah. this particular workplace mm -hmm. has been doing this yeah. for 24 years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, can some of these folks warn young women coming in? Warn them. Yeah. You see new employees coming in and you're not telling them yeah. like, hey, this is actually a horrible place. But then again, it could you be worried that the new young person that gets hired, right? The new intern, what, 23, 24 years old? Yeah. That they might turn around and snitch and be like, she's saying that you guys are like this and then mm -hmm. get you fired. Mm -hmm. So then there's the capitalism <clears throat> side of it. Yep. But then there's also the y'all are making millions of dollars. You can't make a take a pay cut to somewhere else to maybe just hundreds of thousands. I mean, are they hundreds could. of thousands not good enough? I mean, they could. But then but... again, see, but I don't like. It's hard to talk about because I'm talking about victims here, right? Yeah. But then I guess I'm a class reductionist, also, aren't I? You're not really a class reductionist, but what? Um, no, I, I do think that's a valid criticism because it's like there comes a point where you have enough money and you have enough power where you can come forward and they're not doing it. And like, that's super shitty because it is just setting it up for the next generation of young women coming in to be victims. But it's also just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I would feel very guilty if I made that much money and had that sort of um, privilege and was still like, not going to talk about it though. 
God. Yeah. And you know what? If you started, oh, you know what? No, that probably wouldn't work. I had a thought in my head where it was like, well, what if they just started the conservative woman's network and mm. just did their same talking points you would say on any right wing network like Fox News or shit? Yeah. But just have a non-man space where the women can do their conservative, here I go, white supremacist shit safely. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Why the fuck? This is a weird segment. This is yeah. a weird, very uncomfortable segment to do. Yeah, I'm um, not really, I'm not going to defend them. Like, they're still bad people, even if they are victims of sexual abuse, because they are perpetuating in, uh, they're, they're perpetuating white supremacy. They are, they're like, they're, the whole job of conservatism is to perpetuate rape culture, like... You can't perpetuate rape culture and then be, like, surprised when you're a victim of rape culture. Oh. Like, at the same time, it's like, you really... Because it's that weird fucking privilege thing. And it's like, you really didn't think any of this shit was going to bounce back onto you? None of it? Really? Okay. Like, and- I don't know why the fuck you would think you could be in a workplace with a bunch of conservative, old, white, rich men and think that like racism and sexual harassment and shit isn't gonna happen like that's like the foundation of their like belief system yeah and uh fuck man like i want bad shit to happen to bad people like uh like uh the one we just covered where she got hit by the fire truck yeah you know well oh, fire she died SUV. by the way you saw that yes yeah, you know, like, I want bad shit to happen to bad people, but not rape. Not rape, no. Not fucking rape, you know? And also, like, because, you know, and I remember, like, and this was back when I was like, holy shit, I think I'm going to start saying white feminists and then other folks that are feminists because a white feminist, uh, it was a football player that had, like, just beat the living shit out of his kid with a belt or something. Oh, yeah. And this white feminist was like, I hope he goes to prison and gets raped and shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is your deal? And I posted a screenshot of it to my friends list, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I unfriended this one. Maybe yeah. if, if you, you know, it's your decision, it's on you, but I can't fuck with that. Because also, if you want rape to be a punishment for rape, you're creating another rapist, so does that rapist who is now the punisher rapist need to be raped for committing a rape? And then the one that raped them need to be... It's like, it's the Jimmy Dore argument against um, capital punishment. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're just... It's just gonna be a kill line. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna have a fucking... What is the thing where white people get together and do a dance where everyone's hips is on someone's hip and they do a line? Oh, a conga line. Yeah, a, a fucking... A rape culture conga line. Is that what you want? I, 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 and given that it's called a conga line, this is some appropriation shit, isn't it? Yes, it is. But because of movies and TV, <laughs> I've only seen white people do this. Yeah. So I literally associate it with fucking pleated khakis <laughs> and padded shoulders on a dress because white I... White people on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Christ. There's more details in this story? No. Folk rape, folk, rape culture begets rape culture. Every rapist is a serial rapist. And we want bad things to happen to bad people, but not rape. Right. WineCellarMedia.com. You have more stuff. Uh, an update. We, ta- we covered a while ago the Honolulu officer who got arrested because they made a homeless man lick a urinal. 
Fuck. Remember we covered that. that. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So, a U.S. judge has sentenced a former Honolulu police officer Wednesday to four years in prison for forcing a homeless man to lick a public urinal, telling him to imagine someone doing that to his two young daughters. The rape hom- culture begets rape culture. The homeless man was just as defenseless and powerless as the children of defendant John Rabago, said U.S. Attorney Judge Leslie Kobayashi. Uh, you took from him the only possession he had, his dignity as a human being. Uh, Rabago had taken an oath as a police officer to protect and defend, but instead took advantage of someone poor and homeless. Uh, Rabago and another officer had responded to a nuisance complaint in 2018 when they found the homeless man in a stall in a public restroom. Rabago threatened to beat the man and stuff his face in a toilet if he didn't lick the urinal. He then grabbed the man's shoulder, held him down as he stepped on his legs to keep his uh, stepped on his legs to keep him on his knees until he licked the urinal, said the judge. Rabago later told the officer to delete the text messages about the incident, said Kobayashi. I'm here to judge you on the worst thing you've ever done in your life. Uh, if you've made a homeless man like a urinal, that's probably not the worst thing you've ever done in your life. I have... Especially if you just immediately did that. Yeah. It doesn't say anything like, and after an hour of arguing about whether or not he should lick the urinal. Right. Like, no, he flew right... And then, and then the, and it was, lick the urinal or else the toilet. Right. Public bathroom toilet. Yeah, that's disgusting. Which, and keep this in mind, like, beyond the disgusting, think about the act of forcing someone to do that. Yeah. Your hand has to be on the back of their head shoving it into the toilet. Yeah. It's gonna splash. Shit water is going to get on you, too. Public bathroom yeah. shit water is going to get on you as well if you're the pig in this situation. And what is the pig gonna do? Beat him more severely for getting the shit water on me. Yep. Or do we not? did we forget the uh, police department that Darren Wilson got fired from where they beat the nigga and then um, charged him for getting blood on their uniforms. Yep. Um, Reginald Ramones, the other officer, has also left the department and is scheduled to be sentenced next week. Ramones pleaded guilty to knowing Robago committed a civil rights violation and not informing authorities. Assistant U.S. Attorney Tom Brady. <laughs> That's funny. That's oh, yeah, funny. but then also, okay, just pause it. I said that incorrectly. Darren Wilson wasn't fired from that department. That department was so bad that it just... the whole thing down. And keep in mind, this was before any George Floyd shit, where they're like, oh, we should probably defund this department. They will do that shit already. Yeah. Yeah, you just got got to get at them. Get at them and and bring out the shit. Or also just, you know, next time there's a cop with his back turned and there's a group of y'all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, because everybody from that department got fired and then Wilson got rehired at Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, should have probably fucking been an indicator, but whatever. An indicator that he was good. He's what we're looking for. Mm. Uh, so, uh, attorney Tom Brady said Rabago had sometimes been a good officer. Some, well, sometimes. Well, fuck me. Sometimes he was good at his job. Damn, I, w- I wish I could be that at my job. Just, sometimes. Hey, you know, like 30% of the time, this William guy... <laughs> He could really work those machines 70% of the time. He's just fucking just pissing in the Cheerios. But, man, when he's running them, you know, he's just kind of <sighs> spitting on the Cheerios and not pissing on them. And that's awesome. Like, folks, how long would you be employed if sometimes you were good at your job, 
Would you even be able to afford to have a device of some sort to listen to this program on if sometimes sometimes you were good at your job oh that's awesome it just fucking reloaded and took me somewhere else altogether oh like the whole story went away yes gotta Uh, find your place well you can talk while i refind it gotta find this motherfucking thing i'll tell you something all right so phoenix leader said i need to say something while she finds it I'm yes. going to say all kind of shit to you. So, all oh, damn Yes. It. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you were just going to fucking play with the soundboard, weren't you? What? Don't tell me you fed the boys without me. You were in a coma. Oh, God. What else happened? And you won't like who's president. It's not Bernie. <laughs> no, no, it's not Bernie. Um, so sometimes he was good at his job. Oh, and then, of course, prior court documents allege Ramones stood in the doorway during the incident, propping open the door, but then closed it so officers wouldn't be caught on video. <sighs> okay, now, what does that remind you of, folks? Don't worry, your brain doesn't... My, I'm, I'm, um, I almost said sadistic. No, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What? Uh, where you... I'm nihilistic. Oh, So yes. my brain immediately goes here. What was that line you just read? Uh-oh, you, you uh, scrolled they... away. Uh, the other officer uh, held the door closed so they wouldn't be caught on camera. Brett Kavanaugh and his friend turned up the music when they were trying to rape Christine Blasey Ford. Yes. Because they didn't want anyone to hear them. But remember, these are just young guys making mistakes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... I who hasn't made someone lick a urinal in a public bathroom? Yeah, and I mean, and then who tries to hide a rape while they're attempting to do the rape? Uh, you know, like it, no, no one does. If they're trying to hide it, clearly it's a mistake they're making. Yes. Yeah. You know, like the way the way rape culture works in the conservative mind is, uh, a Negro mm-hmm. with overalls and no shirt. Comes come creeping up out of the bushes. Yes. With fucking straw shoes on. Straw and his, shoes. Right. And his name is Willie Williams. And he came to raping you. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah. But no. No, it's not like that. It's uh, it's Brett Kavanaugh. It's uh, who, who's that motherfucker? The, the swimming boy rapist. Uh, Brock Turner. Brock Turner. Right. Just put. And literally, you can post any picture of Brock Turner and half snarkily half truthfully say this is what a rapist looks like yeah oh someone did that um someone who wrote like a textbook i don't remember if it was like like a women's studies class or but anyway there are a criminal justice class i don't remember but his picture is literally like next to the section on rape huh yeah because someone like made it a point to get it in there oh there you go you know what see there's that's why I'm, uh, there's some decent folks out there. Yeah. All right. You're looking for more details. Uh, right. So basically, um, after the entire urinal licking incident, they then followed him out of the bathroom and made fun of him and publicly announced that he licked a urinal. So a little public humiliation on top of it. Uh, so there's a movie called Ma, right? I'll just keep pulling up stuff that things yeah. remind me of. Yes. And in this movie called Ma, which, I mean, um, informed consent is consent. So this movie is literally premised on, um, uh, this is why we have trigger warnings, but then we throw in an extra trigger warning in the middle of it. If you're not familiar with this movie called Ma from 
I think mid 2019, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's premised on the oral rape of a black girl by a white boy in school because she thought it was the guy she liked and lured into a dark closet mm-hmm. and um and then uh oral sex but she but it was not informed consent it was a different guy yeah and then um and then they just bust the door open after he um ejaculates on her whatever the hell yeah and then the whole school's out there laughing and this is that sadistic shit yeah you know and that is yeah pretty yeah, I guess they did. He had to lick a urinal, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, without consent, they did something to him orally, even though it wasn't like sexual contact yeah. with their bodies. Like, yeah, it did. That, yeah, that line right there made me think of the the premise of the movie Ma. Yeah, I'll probably watch that film again. You know, it's uh, you know, she get she she does some killing. Yeah, she does. Yeah, there's some decent there's some kill scenes. I I, I can rock with on that film Ma, but the premise of the movie is fucked up and probably triggering for survivors and you know you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. okay all right so um yes so defendant Rabago and followed ingle which is the name of the homeless man out of the bathroom and laughed when he told other hpd officers what he had made ingle just do mm-hmm. um so ingle did not report what happened to him another police officer did and after being reported, Rabago, Ramones, and two other officers were stripped of their badges and guns one week after the incident. Now, the pig that reported it. Yes. They, there's no updates on that person. They huh? don't even release that guy's name, or well, that person's name, which is probably good because I'm sure there would be retaliation if they did. Yeah. But then also, I'm still not going to call that one a good cop because they're in New York, right? This is Hawaii. Hawaii? Wait a second. Weren't Hawaii cops... Um. Well, geez, and only the Hawaii cops raping (laughs) sex workers and, like, actually had to have city council make them stop. That's everywhere. That's, uh, I'm I'm gonna check myself on that one while you go on. Um, so, the conspiracy charge against Robago carried a possible sentence of up to 10 years and a $250,000 fine. The charge of deprivation under the color of law carried a maximum sentence of one year and a fine of $100,000. So, Kabayashi sentenced Robago to three years for the conspiracy charge and the full year for the crime of deprivation charge. Um... Court records include more than 100 pages of pleas of leniency from Robago's family, friends, and co-workers. Why? What? I mean, all right. A sentencing memo written by his attorney, Megan Cow. Wait, you said what would family, friends, and co-workers? They sent more than 100 pages of pleas of leniency. Okay, so you said family and friends, right? Yes. So if it, and now family in particular stands out. The people that taught him to behave this way, of course they want him out so he could, because this is what we do. And also, and they're probably looking at it weird, like, hey, you guys are other cops? Yeah. Like, we, hey, this is the stuff we joke about at the cookout. Yep. Come on. Uh, which is that thing, you know, when it comes to, like, those kind of jokes, whether it's, like, jokes about racism or, you know, misogyny or rape culture or, you know, just being a sadistic piece of shit is that... Just because you're joking, there's always someone in the room who thinks you're serious and they found a kindred spirit. There's always someone who thinks you're fucking serious. Um, and also, you people that are joking, I don't think you're joking either. I don't think anyway. a lot of them are joking. Yeah. Um, so, Megan Cow describes him as a dedicated father and fiance who, due to his actions, lost his dream career. His dream career of fucking people up? Okay. 
Uh, in a letter to the court, Rabago apologized for what he did and said, in my 16 years as a Honolulu police officer, this guy has been doing this shit for 16 years. Oh, yeah, he's been doing oh. this shit. Uh, I've dealt with countless calls such as this. However, on this day, my conduct was uncharacteristic, unprofessional, and went against everything I took an oath to uphold. The choice I made is one I will forever regret. And, like, I like how he says choice, when in all the court documents, they specify that he told this man to lick the urinal, like, repeatedly. Because, obviously, the dude didn't want to do it, because that's fucking disgusting. But, like, you spent, like, several minutes making this happen. That is not a mistake. That is a conscious decision. Like, that but okay. you already had in your head. Right, exactly. And, um, all right, here comes a charming headline that really works out well for everyone. On time.com, Hawaii police won't get to have sex with prostitutes anymore. Lovely. Like, they make it sound like they fucking took snack time from some kids. Right. But yeah, and that's from 2014. So yes, I thought I, I did think I remembered covering this with uh, Phoenix Collider. And yeah, March 2014, she was in the wine cellar. Yes. February, March, yeah, early that year, it, it was on. We were, I think one of our first episodes was uh, uppity Negroes with no cotton to pick. Yes, it was. And we fucking, we were doing our thing <laughs> from there forward. Yep. Uh, let's see. I had some good news in here somewhere. Where did it go? Hmm. Um, do, 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 do. You're not sure? I'm looking. Where did it go? God damn it. Aha. It went away. Here we go. I think you know something about Washington. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. All right. I think think you're a fan of stuff in, like, the Seattle area, right? Um, North Seattle is neat. It is crispy. You were there. I was there. It feels good. So in Seattle, charging documents filed Friday in the fatal shooting of a suburban Seattle police officer say it was the officer's partner, not the suspect, who fired the deadly shot. <laughs> Dead cop, LOL. Prosecutor- Hold on, man. Let me let me segment this. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I have to make the I have to make this a separate one for the website. Whoopsie daisy. Okay, the podcast will keep going, but I have to segment this.